The following is a Cast Wave Studios production. The Internet. The Final Frontier. This panel was recorded live on location at BorrowCon 2017 at St. John's University in Queens, New York. Enjoy. Hello, hello, all you out there in internet land. Welcome to a very special episode of Castwave Studios programming. Uh, we are here live at BorrowCon 2017. How y'all feeling tonight? I can tell you're all silent with anticipation. Okay, fine. Woo! Thank you. <laughs> anyway, all right. anyway, so this panel is about uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe versus the DC Cinematic Universe. Who's doing what better? Now, I feel like we've had this discussion quite a few times before, but, you know, because we're in New York and it's mm-hmm. a special occasion. Mm-hmm. I, I know it's, it's certainly cropped up in my shows before. I mean, I haven't really gone out to say, you know, on, you know, in this corner MCU, in this corner DCEU, you know, who will right. prevail. But mm-hmm. it's, it's still, I, I guess, it's, I, I guess um, well, one of these has been going on long enough that... Uh, Right. Uh, that that it's probably, it's probably worth uh, worth uh, taking the time to really take stock of of what's all been accomplished. Well, to be fair, in the past it's just been like, oh, this Marvel show is this is much this Marvel property is much better than its you know counterpart DC property, blah blah blah. But honestly, I, I think it's we should take an objective look at what's going well in Marvel, what's going well in DC. Right. Because both are doing great things. Also, also doing kind of shitty things. Also, so let's let's be fair. Neither of them really need to worry about money. <laughs> so no. Like, so, so like even which, if like their box office draw for a particular film is not the greatest, they're still going to do all right. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, like it's not like hey, we're some indie film that's coming out of you know Sheboygan, and you know it's like we're just really really baking on that you know that really that big on that box office. So trying to uh, trying to please <laughs> so, trying to please Wisconsin, eh, Brian? And, uh, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, I, I can assure you, he was pointing west when he when he said that. Oh, so, okay, so, there you go. Yeah. Hey, hey. Anyway, so I guess we have a set of talking points here. I think we can just go down the line here. Right. So strengths. Let's talk. Let's let's start with MCU and right. Jordan, I, let's let's go ahead and start with you because you, you're 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 the Marvel guy. Well, if you insist. Okay. But, um, uh, I love the MCU. It is quite possibly one of the my one of my favorite things that's just happening in the world right now. Yes. Um, uh, I, I, I I wasn't really sure it was going to make it for a while. I mean, I I certainly really like the first Iron Man movie. Uh, the Incredible Hulk and the Iron Man two were were notable steps uh, steps down from there. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, the Thor and Captain America were were solid and entertaining enough, but once once Avengers hit, they just swung for the fences and they mm-hmm. cleared the park, and mm-hmm. we haven't really looked back since. It, this was a grand experiment that just worked. Mm-hmm. It was um, it, it it really shook up just the concept of blockbuster movie making, a, a, a sphere that I was vastly losing interest in around the time. <laughs> And um, and yet, but but no, the, the MCU is appointment television uh, and an appointment theater for me, uh, for, for, from now to the foreseeable future. Mm-hmm. Um, amongst its strengths, first, I guess I'd say verisimilitude. Just the fact that that that, that all these movies take place in the same world, um, which is exactly how the Marvel comics have uh, have been operating since you know at least the mid '60s. Um, and I've, I've I've certainly have been a fan of the comics uh, uh, before that, so. Um, it's it's just it's just a treat to see the just the the care and respect that the source material has you know has seen uh, as it's as it gets adapted to the other mediums. Um, I mean, there, there certainly have been some you know some hiccups in that regard. Um, you know, I'm sure a lot of people would complain about the Mandarin in Iron Man three. I mean, I, I, I myself was a little put off when uh, Jarvis was a was a was Cortana in the first mm-hmm. in the first Iron Man, but. Um, Oh gosh, I mean, I'm just kind of rambling here, but other strengths are the the scripts are mechanically rock solid. I just I love how there are so many little things that are foreshadowed in the first acts of these movies that pay off 
majorly in the third. Um, I mean, I, I feel like, you know, as, as, as many hands that must be, as, as, as tempting as it is for, like, the producers of Marvel Studios, the, you know, a, a studio that makes nothing but Marvel films, like, they, 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 you know, they would want to put as many cooks in the kitchen as possible. But even so, I still feel like, like the directors have enough, of, enough freedom, enough comfort to craft the movies how they want them to be while still you know, dovetailing into all the other various you know, jigsaw puzzle pieces that are floating around about the, um, in regards to other movies. And they're just a joy. They're just a joy to watch. They're, they're fun. They're engaging. They're entertaining. Mm-hmm. Um, not sure okay. what else to say. Oh, no, no, I got you. So. All right, so that's strengths for Marvel. All right, so Brian... Mm-hmm. Uh, give me, tell me the strengths of what you feel the DC Cinematic Universe brings to the table. Well, certainly that's been a controversial subject for quite some time. Um, a lot of people might not necessarily agree, but I do think that one of the biggest strengths that the DC Universe has going for it, and it might not necessarily be established just yet, but these are all characters that we've known since we were kids. You know, I mean, let's be, you know, to be fair, there's a lot of people in the mainstream who might not have heard of. Thor or Captain America or Iron Man or might not have been really aware of them. Um, certainly Spider-Man and the X-Men, but you know, growing up, you knew who Batman was. You knew who Superman was. You knew who the Flash was. Um, and the fact that you know, Warner Brothers has access to all those characters because they have access to the entire DC universe, you know, not only can they really bring something together and they can finally start putting characters together that we've seen in comics for years now and start getting some really interesting stories out of that, but then you can start bringing in different things as well. Like, um, you can start bringing in characters that we might not have known. Like, you know, like we have Justice League Dark coming out um, in the foreseeable future, which, you know, that's going to be interesting. Um, personally, I think that um, their biggest strength, while it hasn't been shown just yet, is that they have a lot of room to grow. And I think that that's going to benefit them in the future. Okay. All right, so obviously we've talked about strengths. Now let's talk about weaknesses. All right. And I'm going to flip this. And Jordan, I want you to tell me DC's weaknesses. Well, um, I hate to do this to you, Brian, but um, I, I'm going I'm to look at the opposite side of the coin of what you just said. Right. So, you know, so, yes, these movies are starting with their heaviest hitters. They're starting with Superman and Batman and Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. And they... They clearly ask that the audience, you know, take what they already know about these characters into watch these movies, and in, in my experience, that has not really been a good thing. Right. Like, you know, they they expect us to to to, to you know think of Superman as the big blue uh, the big blue Boy Scout who you know who is who is always does the right thing because he has the power to do so. And Superman in the movies is a glum, angsty misery guts who. <laughs> Who just who just deflects really awful advice from everyone around him, and he can and spends at least a third of all of his movies just kind of moping and doing nothing. Um, the the outcry of the end of Man of Steel, or spoilers in the audience, when he broke General Zod's neck, you know that that's that that hit a lot of uh, a, a, a lot of the comic book faithful kind of hard. Because Superman doesn't kill. It's just he, he is, he is the, the character who is so powerful, he never, ever needs to kill. But that was not really established in this movie, right. you know, in this interpretation of the character. We just kind of assumed that. So I just feel like if the script had you know, set up this quandary, if they... Um, you know, if they laid out the, just how you know, unstoppable Zod was, otherwise, mm-hmm. I mean, they already established the Phantom Zone. Is, is is it beyond the pale that Superman could have found a way to to to, to put him back there? No, I don't think so. No, I mean, he was put back. He put him back in the Phantom Zone in the original set of films. Mm-hmm. I know they don't translate one to the other, but mm-hmm. you would assume. So then, going into into BVS, you know, we expect Batman to be, you know, the world's greatest detective. You know, the the man who who can prevail over everything if he has a week to plan. And we got a guy who, while played by Ben Affleck, which a lot of us were 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 ultimately very satisfied with, we have a guy who is kind of a paranoid schizophrenic who who listens to the nightmares that he has nightly to to warp his you know his decision making. 
and he wants to kill Superman because Superman wrecked a city while fighting another evil Superman. And he also likes quoting from Dick Cheney, saying if there's even a 1% chance that he could go that he could go bad, then we have to take that as an absolute certainty that he will. I mean, I know the Dark Knight movies were, were, were kind of products of the Bush administration, but I was really hoping we would have gotten past that by now. Um... Yeah, I just I have a lot of issues with characterizations in DCU movies. That they they are it, it's not just that they are you know contrary to what we what we believe. It's that the movies don't take the time they they expect us to take everything at face value. They don't take the time to to establish to characterize the new status quo mm-hmm. of these films. We're just we're left clinging to what we what we brought into the theater, and there's cognitive dissonance that results from that. Okay, so all right, Brian, same same thing. Give me the weaknesses that Marvel has. Well, in comparison, Marvel it, it seemingly you know Marvel had seemingly built this shield around them that almost seems nigh impenetrable. Um, I feel like their biggest weakness doesn't necessarily involve their movie universe, but whenever they try and tie stuff in, because um, and it's such a small thing, but you know you have. All these different TV shows that are seemingly tied into the MCU right now. Um, you know, my biggest thing was when they brought back agents, when they brought in Agents of Shield, and hey, Coulson shows up. That kind of just diminished the impact of his death. Mm-hmm. And death—that's been a big thing that a lot of people have said about the MCU in general—is that it doesn't seem like death is a permanent thing. Yeah, I could—I you know? I could help you list all the people who we thought have died and right. just come back. Uh, Nick, Nick Fury. Uh, Jarvis. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't um, think we have time for a whole list, but we, I think <laughs> I think we get the point. Groot. Okay, fair. Okay, that that's an important one though. I so. am Groot. All right. <laughs> Keep going. Sorry. So really, I mean, that's kind of like my biggest thing about the MCU. Um, some people, I mean, and this is more of a stylistic thing. A lot of people have said that the soundtracks to the movie, to the movie universe, have not been the greatest, which I completely disagree with. But apparently, a lot of people that don't. Like, for instance, a lot of people mm. thought that the uh, soundtrack to Captain America The Winter Soldier was bad, which I kind of disagree with, mm. but eh, whatever. I probably can't hum it for you, but I, could, I, I yeah. will absolutely hum the Avengers theme if you ask. Now, there, yeah, that's funny enough. There actually is a video on YouTube right now about why the music in the MCU is not really that memorable, um, if you want to check that out. So you have that, but ultimately, I don't really see many weaknesses, and that's, that's honestly a good thing for the MCU. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm hard-pressed to really find one big glaring one, except for, you know, death not being a permanent thing. I can think of one. What's that? Iron Fist. Okay. I mean, yeah. I, I, I like Iron Fist. <laughs> it was, I liked it. it, it um, I, th- there were some elements of it, but overall, I, th- I, think the, the, I think they really let down all the possibilities of the, um, uh, of, of, of the storyline. It's like, Iron Fist was set up in... You know, in two seasons of Daredevil and uh, and and elements and um, actually mostly in Daredevil with uh, with Madame Gao and with mm-hmm. like the hand uh-huh. and I, I, I it, it bothers me when when Madame Gao was revealed as being part of the hand when she was clearly a separate organization in Daredevil. It's just like everyone loves those damn zombie ninjas. You know, let's throw them in here because you know because the hey, Iron Fist is Chinese. That's where ninjas come from, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if they're going up that rationalization, it's. But but no, uh, uh, Harold Meacham was pretty, was pretty boss though, okay. as uh, he, he was the, uh, the evil CEO of a multinational corporation and a swamp zombie. So so the MCU is showing us how both Norman Osborn and Solomon Grundy are done. Nice. All right, so so we've we've done strengths and weaknesses. How about stories? I want you guys to tell me what was. So we'll go back to the Marvel DC. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jordan, give me your favorite Marvel story to now. Uh, I want to say that was Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier. All right, mm-hmm. why? Um, it is just it, Winter Soldier is a deceptively serious and high-minded movie. Mm-hmm. It's like you know, so. So many of these movies have been. They've been as, as much as I've liked them. They have mainly just been kind of popcorn, you know, affair. Um, you know the, uh, you know, I guess the, the morals, the the complexities are not are, are, are not quite you know robust in these films. But gosh, just just watching Winter Soldier, um, you know, coming as a modern take on a character who was a period piece beforehand, 
um, and talking about you know what what you know it basically freedom versus security, um, you know uh, the the benefits that Shield has in the world that turned out to not really be benefits after all. You know the uh, that incredible twist about the corruption of Shield, the return of Arnim Zola, uh, you know, a character I really liked in the first movie that I thought was there's no way in hell he's going to be in this movie, and he still showed up in this movie in in a fashion that was actually very reflective of his character in the comics. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's it's uh, Winter Soldier is probably the closest we're going to get to a Black Widow movie anytime soon. I I really liked um, uh, her ele- her elements to that. <sighs> Robert Redford was was a pretty was a pretty interesting villain. Yeah, and um, and the Winter Soldier himself, like Sebastian Stan, was quite a git to be to be uh, uh, to have, to have been a very a very not not terribly comic accurate Bucky Barnes in the previous movie, but he was a fantastic Winter Soldier. And I and and one and one other uh, feather in in, in 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 this movie's cap, I hated the comic Winter Soldier. Oh yeah, I, I've, right. I've I've only recently started rereading it, but when I re- when I originally read it when it came out in two thousand five, I thought it was the dumbest goddamn idea ever. It's like, what's what's going to happen next month? Is is Spider Man going to have to fight an evil cyborg Uncle Ben? <laughs> well, hopefully that, not. Is that not what Winter Soldier basically is? Well, no, it is. You're right. You're right. But but that story worked as a movie far better than it worked as a comic, and that that was that was just you know just another accomplishment to throw on the pile. And you can say the same for Civil War. Cause yeah, I, I also, yeah, admittedly, um, <laughs> in case you guys don't know who, who we are, um, one thing you need to know about me, I hate Civil War. Okay. The, 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 the comic from 2006. I was uh, crestfallen when I heard it was going to be made into a movie. And it's a really good movie. Yeah. Alright, so Brian, go ahead. What's your favorite DC story? My favorite DC, at least in this universe so far. Um, I mean, I know I'm kind of limiting it to you to three yeah, films it's, instead it's of kind of, kind of limiting it, isn't it? Yeah. Um, well, you know what? I'm not. Let me preface it by saying that I think Wonder. Uh, I think Wonder Woman looks like it's going to be really, really good, and I'm really looking forward to seeing that um, when it comes out. But out of the three that have come out right now, you know, you have Man of Steel, BVS, and Suicide Squad. Um, you know what? Uh, I actually saw Suicide Squad in theaters when I was out in California for another convention, and um, that was not. I, I had fun watching it, but upon rewatch, um, maybe not the best movie. I think out of all three of those, I would have to say Man of Steel. Um, we already just talked about you know it, some of the weaknesses of that movie, but I do think that as a modern retelling of Superman goes. Um, you know, if you put aside all the stuff with General Zod and the killing and whatnot, I do think that there are, I don't know, it does feel like it is a Superman movie for the 21st century. I wish that they would have not killed Zod, but, eh, you know, it... So it's a Superman more ground in reality. Yes, um, mm-hmm. you know. It, as flawed as that film is, I did like it quite a lot better than Superman Returns. Yes. Because, you know why? Superman actually throws a punch in this movie. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Superman Returns. He does not throw a single punch. The, the, the climactic battle he is vision. the climactic battle of Superman Returns is lifting an island of kryptonite into space. Yeah. Yes, like it's kryptonite. How can he do that? Yeah, I know. It's the logic sometimes is ludicrous, but hey, comics. Actually, you know what? Since we've got people here now, let's let's turn to the audience. Uh, what's your name? Patrick. Patrick. What, so, same question I'll pose to you. So, what would you say, Marvel or DC? You can pick, just because I know, they're, I know they're where their allegiances lie. Um, so, all right, so Marvel. Okay, so what was your favorite Marvel cinematic film thus far? That's favorite one? Yeah. Um, there is no wrong answer. Uh, it's not the wrong one. Are you the Marvel versus DC panel? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, perfect. I you. <laughs> um, I would say, well, it's not part of Marvel Cinematic Universe. Whoa, 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 what like is Spider-Man it? Spider-Man 2. Mm-hmm. You know what? Movie. I mean, you it's... Spider-Man 2? No. <laughs> Spider-Man 2. Okay, so, I mean, not necessarily part of the MCU, I but it's a good movie. But, all right, so out of MCU, out, what would you out say? Out of MCU. Um, mm-hmm. Don't be clean today. Uh, I would go with... First Iron Man. It's just 
too good. Mm-hmm. That's a movie that still it's holds up to this day. It was still amazing. Yeah. Does it though? Yeah. 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 Hmm. I don't know. It's hard because yeah. I don't like the villain. That's the problem. Which which one? Obadiah. Ten Rings. Of, oh, I honestly thought Obadiah was probably a better villain than say the Ten Rings in that film. Yeah. To be honest, I mean, again, I mean, it's Jeff Bridges for God's sake. I mean, come on, you know. But but the problem is, but the problem is, and I'm not saying that I didn't buy the Ten Rings. It was just even in the six, even in the '60s with Iron Man's introduction, they just went to their go-to because obviously, you know, America's in the middle of Vietnam. So hey, Asians, we're gonna stick it to them. They're the villains. In this film, what do they do? They did it. They did the Middle Yeah, exactly. They, you know, it was anybody who you know is considered a terrorist, but. So in the eighties, it would have been a Russian. Exactly. Yeah. It's just, they're just following the trends that the time sets. And but, you technically do get a Russian in uh, Iron Man too. That's true. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. But at the <laughs> same time, they call me At the same time, run over ten times by a car and still come back. To, yeah, to be right. fair, in the nineteen sixties, uh, after the whole excursion of Vietnam, pretty much all Iron Man fought were Russians. Well, yeah, but again, it was what about um, Mandarin. Though? Was it adjustment of no, the times and, and Mandarin? <laughs> oh, Mandarin. <laughs> oh no. Anyway, but yeah, I, I just like the fact that they brought in what you thought would have been, say, a secondary villain in Obadiah Stane, and he ended up being the overarching villain of the film, which I thought was much better than just going to a stereotypical... I, I, I feel like it's a decent twist. I mean, I, I've certainly yeah. spoken to people who said, like, I had no idea that Obadiah Stane would be the villain of the movie, and I, I, and I have to suppress my knee-jerk reaction to say, his name is Obadiah Stane! Look at his face. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's just with a name like that, you've if obviously bald, murdered two eat. people, very least. Wait a minute. <laughs> um, so uh, let me ask. Talk you. me. <laughs> All right. So, heroes, favorite hero in the MCU, Jordan. Or wh- well, what would you say? Who would you say is the vanguard hero of the MCU? Um, I would absolutely have to say it's it's certainly there's it comes down to two who helpfully faced off in one in one recent movie, but. Guards of the Galaxy. Yeah, I'm going to say Captain America. Okay. Captain America has been in... It's certainly been in the most, you know, absolute quality films. Um, I mean, it's, it's, um, it's been said that, the, uh, that every hero has a poor second outing. You know, Iron Man 2, Thor the Dark World. Although, although Guardians 2 I thought was, was quite good. Oh, it was, um, it was excellent. But, um, we, won't, we won't spoil it but, if you haven't seen it yet. But like I said, but but, uh, but Winter Soldier is my favorite MCU movie, um, and Civil War again again both those, both those uh, both those films were were largely inspired by runs in the comics that I utterly despised, and the movies turned them around. Uh, so yeah, I, I um, yeah I have to say that the Cap is Cap is what I feel like Cap is what I expected Superman to be in the DCEU movies. He he is the he is the you know, effortless good guy. He is the Rock. Um, I mean, I, I've heard it said that that uh, he has no character arc in the first Captain America. He's just he starts off as a really as a really decent guy, and his only arc is getting the power to actually you know make a difference with his inherent goodness. And but you, you can't say he doesn't suffer for it. You know, that's yeah. true. He no. he can't get drunk anymore. <laughs> Although although he did help he did helpfully uh, shave his asthma, which you know if if you really listen to what Dr. Erskine said the uh, said the, the the serum does that it multiplies all of your qualities. I was afraid that his asthma would be a thousand times worse, but no, apparently not. But oh um, uh, yeah, he would have come out of the pod. Like, I mean, that would have sucked. But, but but of course, you know his, his rival is Iron Man, and Iron Man is obviously the more sparkling personality. You know, he he is the the guy who completely kickstarted this whole mad experiment, um, and you know, and that is very admirable. But I have certainly disagreed with a, with a, way more of his decisions in the films. You know, he is he he is not he is not a rock. He is pretty erratic, mm-hmm. and it, it seems that no matter how many times he wants to retire, he just comes right back and then builds a robot that nearly destroys the world. Like, oh, I guess I'll retire this time. No, I'm back, and here I am, you know, punching my best friends in the face. Because, yeah. Because, because they won't fall in line for, you know, they, they won't take responsibility for my mistakes. But what if he just retired and didn't build a robot? Do you honestly see that happening? Uh, no. Okay. Well, we already know he's going to be in <laughs> Spider-Man, so yeah. obviously that didn't work out either. Yeah, exactly. All right, Brian, so same question. 
favorite hero? Who do you believe would be the vanguard for the DC Cinematic Universe? I already know the answer, but I just want to hear your rationalization for it. Um, it's Batman. It's 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 Batman. Okay. Um, I, was, I was actually a little afraid he was going to say Green Lantern for a second there. But. No, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Nah. Um, Batman definitely seems like he's seen some shit um, in this universe so far. Um, obviously, it seems like we have a more flushed out past, um, or rather, we have we have hints of a of a past. That he's got, you know, like we see that we've got. Um, well, I would pass Robin's. Uh, Robin. Yeah. We well, and I would also say that this this Batman I is mean, far more emotional yes. than mm-hmm. any other Batman. I mean, mm-hmm. even Christian Bale's Batman, which everyone lauded was the best cinematic Batman ever. I know we're in hockey pants. I mean, um, but everybody played off like yeah. every, I mean Keaton. Uh, Val Kilmer, George Clooney. Anytime the parents' death is mentioned, it's just a stoic look, mm-hmm. or he's like, "I did it! I killed my family." Rose falls, you know, pearls snap mm-hmm. everywhere. That's all you get. Ben Affleck, like, literally, is having night terrors through yeah. half of Batman v Superman, either with his parents' death or like those harrowing visions. Yeah, all of a sudden, Man Bat just shows up out of that mausoleum. I'm like, "What the fuck?" Okay. <laughs> But uh, it doesn't have to make sense. It's comics, Brian. <laughs> comics. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, there was that one vision in which the Flash busted out of thin air and said, "Batman, Lois is the key. This is an oblique reference to Crisis on Infinite Earths so that one in a hundred people in the audience would get." Boo! If you don't get Crisis, then injustice. Ooh. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I um. Why? <laughs> but yeah, I feel like Batman's definitely gonna be DC's rock because. He has been DC's rock in multiple different versions, so whether far, so. we like it or not. Right. So, okay. So we said we said heroes. So villains. Mm-hmm. Best best Marvel villain. It's um, I, I kind of want to say Loki. Just Lo- Loki has like far and away been the most successful villain. He's mm-hmm. recurred, which is more than a lot of villains can say. As um, mm-hmm. and um. Yeah, and, and it, while while a lot of people tend to dump on uh, Thor: The Dark World, the the, the Thor Loki team up second act of that movie was solid gold to me. It's uh, that was reason enough for me to add it to my to my collection. Um, Obviously, Malekith might have been a more weaker villain, mm-hmm. but I mean, what do you want? Yeah, I, I feel like a, a lot of the villains in Marvel um, they they are sources of derision, and I feel the reason for that is because. They, because the movies clearly care about the heroes a lot more, and that's that's hardly a, a you know a wrong-headed move, and so and, and because the heroes tend to be you know very very glib, very um, uh, you know type A personality, you know friendly, funny type people, the villains have to be that opposite, so they are just cold, scowling. Misery guts, mm-hmm. you know. It's like uh, compare Malekith to say Ronan from Guardians, and there were, then compare them to say Whiplash in Iron Man Two. Right. Like Whiplash likes birds. That's like about the only way his personality is a lot different than say Ronan. I want my bird. What? I want my bird. Bird. Mickey um, Rourke. I mean, or how about uh, Kaecilius from Doctor Strange? I, again, not not a hell of a lot of personality there, but you know, at least Kaecilius, he thinks he's doing a great thing for the entire world. He's going to merge Earth with the Dark Dimension, where all all life is eternal. Um, he, you know, because, because time is the real enemy. Time is a predator, and if we all go to the Dark Dimension, then we won't have to worry about anything you know, about the frailties of this mortal coil. It's basically a better version of Star Trek Seven. Also, he does something interesting that not a lot of Marvel villains do. He challenges the hero on a mental level. Mm-hmm. And he brings up that whole thing about the the ancient one. Mm-hmm. Where does she get her powers and all that stuff? Right. And I thought that mm-hmm. was very fascinating. Mm-hmm. You know, most of them is like punch, punch, punch. The Doctor Strange was a movie about challenging your psyche, your mind, and your mentality. And even the way that he defeats the main villain right. mm-hmm. is very creative. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's, That's a very good point. Well said. Everything really. Yep. Yeah. All right. So Brian. Best DC villain. Mm. Please um, don't say Joker. Mm. Oh, and oh, 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 no, actually, a second place, Kingpin, if he counts. Yes. No, he King counts. King he counts. King of counts. He's in the I'll, universe. He's in, I might also the, throw the in... The Netflix and the, the MCU are connected. We know this. So. I might also throw in Ultron. 
Um, I liked Ultron. I mean, he was definitely more. Oh, Ultron, I would say, is a is a bronze finish. I, I've, yeah. been, I've been back and forth on Ultron. I mean, he's he's definitely a lot chattier than most of the, most of the villains. Mm-hmm. It, it does help that he's essentially a dark mirror of Tony Stark. Yeah. Right. Um, okay. So Brian, top DC villain. Top DC your, villain. Your, um, again, I gotta go with Zod because he's the more flushed out villain. Um, you know, general. I've, <laughs> well, I mean, that's the thing. Like, because Suicide Squad, it's like you know, it's I like, didn't write him. Ooh, well, I'm coming for you, <laughs> I will find him. Yeah, for, for, for those of you uh, listening at home, uh, the, the, uh, the gentleman to our left uh, j- just attempted a belly dance like the Enchantress. <laughs> oh, I didn't know you were recording. I'm sorry. No, don't worry about it. <laughs> it's all it's all about the live ambiance. <laughs> By the way, who would win in a fight, Enchantress or Rita Repulsa? <laughs> who? Reader Repulsive. <laughs> well, they, they, they both, they, just basically they both, have, the they both have an army of putties. Yep. And they both like to talk like this. And, and well, okay, Enchantress <laughs> has one giant guy. Yeah. Re, re, uh, I'd say Rita has a, a near endless exhaustive no, no, supply no, no, of no, giant no. guys. We're going off of the movie universe, so she only has one. Okay, mm-hmm. fair enough. So, yeah. Goldar. Uh, but anyway. There you go. All right, so, but, so it was funny, because when we were, were researching this, we actually wrote up a list of all the films... From Marvel and DC, and it's just—it's so depressing. Because <laughs> you, you got Marvel, you got Iron Man, Incredible Hulk, Iron Man Two, Thor, Captain America: The First Avenger, Avengers, uh, Iron Man Three, Thor: The Dark World, Captain America: Two Winter Soldier, Guardians of the Galaxy, Avengers Two, Ant Man, Civil War, Doctor Strange, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, and then Spider Man: Homecoming. And then you come to DC. You got Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice, Suicide Squad, and Wonder Woman. Technically speaking, I could add Green Lantern to the list, but really, who's, who, who wants that? And again, I, and technically speaking, you could also add Jonah Hex. I could. You can't say Jonah Hex didn't happen in, in, in continuity 160 years ago. That is that okay. Is a fair right, okay, so that's a I fair guess, argument. So if you actually saw Jonah Hex, though, right? Yeah, who saw Jonah Hex? Okay. Okay. No. Okay. All right, it counts. Nope. Give it here. Give it here. Give it up. <laughs> Again, um, Jonah. It's it's not a good movie, but it, but if you if you're interested, it's not going to be a huge investment because it's barely seventy minutes long. <laughs> Yay. Yay! Josh Brolin is scarred, and who else is in that? Megan Megan Fox. Oh uh, uh, yeah, oh, that's and, right. And Will Arnett. I love the fact that Will Arnett basically plays Jonah Hex's angry police chief. It's like Joe without personality yeah. and charm. God damn it, Hex! The uh, president grants me up my ass about the about the the Southern secessionists. Ugh. And he does the frantic wall, and everything's like, "You gotta do this right now." You always frantic. Oh. Right now. Will Arnett. It's, it was not a good use of your Will Arnett. Lego Batman, better use of your Will Arnett. Fair enough. But uh, okay, so what would you change about the universes? I'll start with you, Jordan, because I know you like the MCU, so, mm-hmm. but I actually would like to hear what you personally would change. You know what, what the MCU, you know, you know, the MCU has a really diverse portfolio. It's not just the, it's not just the, the quantity of the movies, it's the type of movies. I like the fact that, that, you know, there, that we've had spy thrillers, we've had heist movies, and we've had space operas. Um, and like political thrillers, you know, the, 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 the MCU has cast a very wide net. Um, you know what the MCU absolutely needs? They need a Suicide Squad. They need a villain movie. Like, okay. It, it's sad that so, that, that Sony was actually it was it was um, you know leading up to like a Sinister Six kind of movie, mm-hmm. which I didn't really I, I didn't really see the appeal of that at the time years ago. But after seeing Suicide Squad, I feel like you know Suicide Squad could have worked had it been. More of a villain movie. If 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 the if the uh, the protagonists didn't you know you know they they said they were bad guys often, but at the end of the day they still defeated a, an enemy way outside their weight class, um, and damn near saved the world. So, I mean, I guess you could argue that maybe isn't really a Suicide Squad story if you know much about the comics about yeah, the about the very morally the... gray black ops that they usually go on. Right, because they only lost one teammate, right? Uh, in well, the... and, 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 and Slipknot. Diablo died too. Ah, okay. Oh, no, you got... mm-hmm. okay. right. Or we could remember the guy who could climb anything. Mm-hmm. Right, that's who I was referring to. But um, what a great character! I would I would love for like 
<clears throat> I would love essentially for like a Sinister Six kind of movie, the one that that that, that you that that, that um, allows you to to you know try and sympathize with with the villains because again the villains have been kind of milk toast in, in a lot of MCU properties. Who would you want to put in that movie then? Well, I mean that that's actually a really good question. I probably should have thought thought that far ahead. Like I said, the Sinister Six concept is still that that sounds attractive to me, but I mean. Gosh, there, there's, there are so few existing villains to choose from because so many of them don't survive their movies. <laughs> right, they... um, I'd love for Red Skull to come back. Oh my god! I, I, I would. And, I and, 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 and then he leads like the Masters of Evil, mm, and I would love that. And it, it could probably it could like be building up to an, an, an assault on the Avengers, but then but. Uh, uh, but then uh, uh, he, one of his allies, you know, jumps the reservation in a very big way, and he has to, and he has to fight the other villain for no really for no better reason than to to prevent the the news of the masters from getting out and spoiling the whole Avengers uh, heist. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think that, that, that I, I would I'd follow that uh, you know, that, that little excursion. All right, Brian, you, Brian, the DC universe. What would you change? Short of starting it all over again. Uh, Pull out the list. <laughs> All right, item one. No, I'm kidding. Um, well, <laughs> um, honestly, I mean, I would, I would try and get better writers in there. I mean, all I really, really want is a good story, and I want good characterization in these films. Um, I feel like, you know, we're kind of too far deep into it to really be able to backtrack from that, but I feel like maybe we can write the ship in some way, shape, or form. I honestly don't know what the answer would be for that, save again for us to have better filmmakers and better writers. Um, you know, because these are beloved characters. Um, I feel like maybe, you know, um, per the discussion, you know, the, their characterizations have been kind of misguided. Maybe, I mean, it does kind of feel like, I don't know, um, it kind of feels like the New 52, almost, in that these are characterizations of characters that you know we love, but you know this isn't really who we remembered them being. So maybe we mm-hmm. need some kind of like I don't know, um, rebirth, if you will. You brought up a good point though. Remember the scene in Batman v Superman where the Flash goes back in time? Yeah. Why not pull a Days of Future Past kind of thing where maybe mm-hmm. Flash goes back in time to the many different infinite universes? So that would be, that'd be a Flashpoint cool. scenario. That would yeah, be cool because scenario. what you what you then can, you can you could retrocon everything. You could have Superman, you know, change his mm-hmm. mind and be like, "All right, you know what? I'm not going to kill Zod. Just pluck out his laser eyes and well, see where the universe goes from there." Not nice nice beach. <laughs> well, yeah. you, you, you know, the, the DC Freeze breath, yeah. The, the DCEU does have a, uh, something of an insurance policy out right now, and that's the fact that that of all that uh, of all of their TV properties, like it, with the exception of uh, Arrow, Flash, and Legends of Tomorrow, all of their TV properties are demonstrably in separate universes. You know, they're, they're, they're not they're not going in on the 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 instant verisimilitude of the Marvel method, and I mean I I suppose that's the right call. Um, I mean, you could argue that you know you have your Earth One, your Earth Two, your Earth Three, and so on. And um, that, that's all. Those are all concepts that can be introduced mm-hmm. in the show. I actually remember reading a theory that what the universe that we're watching right now is actually Earth Three, and then the in TV the movies or the TV in the movies okay. is Earth Three. Because these are, you know, more villainous takes on these characters. You could argue that. I mean, just for the sake of conversation, that was what. Oh, was... oh is, is Earth three the the crime syndicate? Yes. Earth? Yeah, the crime syndicate. Well, I mean, I'd really hate to 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 look at like uh, you know Batman, Superman, and, and Wonder Woman and declare them to be outright villains. That right. seems kind of coarse of me to do so. But I mean, it, again, it was you know it was well, a fan. name one superhero-y thing they've done. I mean, Superman did save Earth. Yes, he had to murder. Superman did save the people on that oil derrick shortly before he impaled that one's dude's truck on a on a uh, on a telephone pole. Mm-hmm. Completely separate scenarios. Though. To be fair, that guy was being a total dick. <laughs> he deserved <laughs> his livelihood to be destroyed. <laughs> Superman did try to fly Doomsday like out into space, and then he got swat- swatted down by a nuclear missile well, because this of- was Dark Knight, Re- Dark Knight Returns that happened in Dark Knight Returns, so it has to happen here. Right. Was that based off of what he wanted to do, or a, rec- a retcon of the writers? Like, well, you know, they argued that we brought it to the city, so let's get him out of the city. Well, what you could argue is, because again, remember that, uh, you know, Man of Steel was Superman basically learning to fly, and like the first things that he was doing, you know, the, the, it's been argued that the impact of him taking that life and like the destruction of Metropolis 
he learned from that, and that's the reason why the first time that he sees Doomsday and the destruction he's causing, he takes his ass up to space away from where he can cause any more damage. Because hmm. he's like, that's not going to happen again. He's learned from that. He's like, nope, okay, up to space with you. So. You will believe a man can learn to fly. <laughs> that's a good argument. <laughs> All right, so this la- this is- we're going to wrap up with this last question, but I want to open it to the floor. Yes. All right, well, I'm going to start with you guys, though, but I'm going to open it to everybody here. So with all the movies that have come out in the Marvel Cinematic Universe and the DC Cinematic Universe, what movies would you want to see come out that haven't been already announced? So, uh, Jordan, what-, what in Marvel Cinematic Universe would you want to see that hasn't been announced yet? Okay, I think I answered this last question, but uh, I'll try again. Um, well, um, like I said, uh, other than the, uh, like a Masters of Evil type movie... Um, well, that was a villain, so I'm saying what, what other oh. property? Like maybe a hero that hasn't been introduced to. Okay, um, Moon Knight. Yeah. I, just, I, I really like Moon Knight. He, he's like Batman, but with dissociative identity disorder. What, what's not to love? Um, <laughs> that he... Of, of all of the of all of the uh, possible characters for like a Netflix series, he is the obvious next choice. Um, mm. He's, um, I mean, he's very street level. Uh, all of his really interesting stuff are just rattling around in, in, in his head. So that's a that's a fantastic acting opportunity <coughs> for a uh, um, for uh, for any a character uh, actor. Yeah, for any character actor to uh, to take. He has a really robust supporting cast. And the really interesting thing is, like, pr- practically every member of the supporting cast refers to him by a different name. <laughs> because he prefers to keep it that way, I guess. Fair enough. You know, he has, um, he has a slew of wonderful toys. Uh, I, um, you, th- 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 yeah, okay, fine. Think of anything that Batman has. Replace the, you find and replace the words bat with moon. And so you're kind of there. Okay, all but, right. Um, uh, but, uh, so he has moon shark repellent then. Uh, probably, but um, <laughs> okay. But the, the kind of story, the, the kind of story he would tell, I'd like to think they'd be a lot more like psychological horror based. Like you know, horror is a is a genre that, uh, that 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 Marvel hasn't really uh, hasn't really touched on yet. Um, and, and and since since we're still not terribly certain if um, if they're going to bring Wesley Snipes back to do Blade again, right? Then, uh, you think they would, though? He's got to beat the rap first. He, he, wants it, he wants that to happen. Well, of course. He hasn't been relevant in 20 years. <laughs> He's got to pay off that debt somehow. <laughs> Brian. Um, you know, this is... This, and by the way, I should specify, this doesn't have to be just strictly DC or Mar- pick any right. out of the either. I mean, I don't know. I, honestly, I just I want to see a, a couple... I want to see a series of movies that really go into the Green Lantern universe. Um, mainly, and I do want them to get it right, but like, my, <coughs> I love the Red Lanterns. I love the Black Lanterns. Darkest and, Night. Yes. Um, bla- I would love a Blackest Night movie, but it needs to be set up the right way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there needs, to be, there needs to be really high level stakes involved. You need to have the prophecy of the Blackest Night happen. You mm-hmm. need to have, you know, like the light shattering, and you need to have all these different things. And before you even do that, you need to set up Hal Jordan, you need to set up the Green Lantern Corps. And you need to set up the fight between him and Sinestro. Mm-hmm. Um, it would probably also help if you had a, a fair roster of superhero or even villainous characters who have already died. Yes. Because so right you, now you, you have really to bring them back. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, hopefully... Gerald Zod and Jimmy Olsen, you know, just rocking up together. And... <laughs> All right. Here we are. All two of us. Um... <laughs> I will fight him. Well, te- no, <laughs> technically Superman. Mm-hmm. No, he's no, dead. He's dead. alive. Well, I mean, of course, Henry Cavill's already tweeted, like, here I am on the set of Justice League. So yeah. it kind, of, kind of ruins that, that illusion. But. Yeah. I mean, they, they can also bring back Doomsday, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Doomsday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doomsday technically was Zod, but let's not talk about that. I mean, honestly, the, my biggest problem with Doomsday and that, I mean, because, like, I don't, I, I'm the kind of guy that likes to look at a lot of the behind-the-scenes stuff and like see what alternate visions might have been for um, you know, different characters. For instance, like Spider-Man 3, they actually were going to go... They were optioning maybe doing the classic symbiote suit instead of what we <coughs> got. Um, they did the same thing with um, Doomsday, where like, they were actually going to have a more comic-accurate... Like, you know, all the spikes coming out of him and stuff, and they just decided not to go with it and make him look more like a Ninja Turtle... So, I mean, it he, doesn't matter if they went with it. They should never have gone with it. 
Yeah. No. I, I feel like they should have saved Doomsday for another movie. I, did, I really did. Um, you know, but what are you going to do? Right. I do hear Brainiac's going to be in the second uh, Man of Steel, though. That's genius. Because he's like, what, the second most powerful thing that mm-hmm. Superman fights? And he would have to fight him on an intellectual level, too. I, I would maybe love to see, you know, like, not Bottle only City that, Candor. but, like, Bottle City Candor. Yeah. That'd be amazing. I like okay. that. So, all right, so we got you guys, but let's let's start, let's start talking yeah. with our audience here. So, can I hear your name? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm Tony. Tony. Hey. All right, Tony. So why don't you tell us what movie you'd like to see? Either universe. What movie would you want to see? Oh, man, you put me on the spot. <laughs> oh, don't worry. Everybody's getting their due time. I'm more of an interjector. Um, mm-hmm. I honestly, um, after like doing a lot of research after the debacle in 2015, I really want them to get the rights to the Fantastic Four. Learning mm-hmm. about the universe and that... And how they could incorporate it into the Marvel Universe. Mm-hmm. And since they, with, you know, <laughs> Doctor Strange, they, they introduced the idea of the multiverse. Yes. So we can, like, actually go see different versions of, like, mm-hmm. characters and all that stuff. It's funny you mentioned that, because we were actually, because we, we drove here from Maryland this morning. Oh, welcome. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, so we were actually discussing this in the car. There's, so Brian had heard talk that there was going to be a fan stick sequel. And Jordan has heard, oh. right? I hope not. I really hope not. We don't not. want it. It's just we've heard it. But Jordan has heard word that because the loss that Fan Forstick took at the box office, they might be interested in selling it back to Marvel. Well, why not do what Sony did, which I thought was pretty brilliant, co-opt, mm-hmm. right. like partnership. Like help them mold yeah. the story. They can still get the rights and produce <laughs> it. But let Marvel Studios guide mm-hmm. it the right way. Yeah. And in that deal, Sony has hardly traded in their pride because they're already talking about, yeah, we're going to have a Venom movie and sorry, Tom Hardy. And of course, Homecoming hasn't even come out yet. If Homecoming but, does well, I mean, they could use the, um, the traction for that. They could use that burst of energy to kind of propel them into the right direction. And maybe it might boost their confidence back up and actually make some risky yeah. choices. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, say what you want about the original Spider-Man films, but they made a couple risky choices. Mm-hmm. They, oh, yeah. they did. So yeah, the uh, yeah. the email Peter Parker from Spider-Man Three was oh, a risky oh choice, no. not a right one, but it was no. a risk. Now I totally agree with you about the Fantastic Four. Fantastic Four is potential writ large. Yes. Yes. they are. I, I've read a lot of comics starring them, and they can fit anywhere. Yeah, they are like the most modular, the most malleable. Uh, you know, type of super team out there. They can stop. They can. They can stop cosmic threats as easily as they can stop bank robberies. And I would love to see and how Marvel Studios handles a character like Reed Richards. Can you also imagine what the suits would look like? Because I mean, honestly, mm-hmm. like there's a certain style to Marvel. Please make them colorful. <coughs> right. I don't want I mean, black and bleak. Yeah. And, no. and, and yet, of the four Fantastic Four movies, yes, I'm counting the Roger Corman one. They're <laughs> all. The they're all kind of the same. They're all about Doctor Doom. They're all about. Um, you know the origins essentially, and like, and, and even Rise of the Silver Surfer ends up just being about Doom. Doom. Takes it's, his power. it's not you know it's it's not uh, uh, neither Silver Surfer nor the giant fart cloud that we are that we're expected to believe is Galactus. They're not really the focus of that film. Nope. You know what would be really really out out of the box? What if they did a whole movie about the Council of Reeds? Like he actually finds that whole um, planet with uh, different reads from the different dimensions. <laughs> that stuff. would be great, but the setup for that would take take forever years. years. Mm-hmm. But I, I would love to see that. It is out of the box. All right, so Patrick, right, Patrick? Yep. All right, Patrick, um, what would you want to see? By the way, I love your Winston shirt. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I I would love a straight comedy from Marvel, like uh, just like hilarious, mm-hmm. and well, but with um, Guardians of the Galaxy coming out. I really like it. Just makes me really want a Howard the Duck movie. Yeah, yeah. So it's you know, how far we have yeah, come yeah, mm-hmm. to the worst, and now I was like, you know, that duck is not half bad. <laughs> no, I really. Yeah, when, when, when of course the he was in the oh, he's he, all right. When of course Howard was in the um, the after credit sequence of the first Guardians, I said to myself, oh my god, uh, Marvel just made a better Star Wars movie and a better Howard the Duck movie than George Lucas could ever make. Yeah. But he's perfect exactly where he needs to be. Small mm-hmm. doses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, but, I, um, but I could see a Howard the Duck movie. Yeah. Would I mean, you, though? I would totally go yeah, see that. If, you know, I wanted to see a Batman v Superman movie, too. <laughs> you know what? I mean, the thing is, uh, you know, Batman v Superman had its... I mean, again, the problem is, is that with Batman v Superman, they, they took public opinion and they made a snap reaction. 
and reshot half the movie, so now it was completely incoherent. But it had it had elements going for it, to be honest. It was set, it's it tried to do world building. Yeah, it stumbled. I mean, hopefully Wonder Woman will again, like Brian said, right the ship. Please, I, I, I just want yeah. one good movie. By the way, I'm hearing mm. that the reviews that this is getting is they're comparing it to Dark Knight. Now that is a large. That's, that's a, a whoa, that's good. whoa, okay. Yeah, that is whoa. Uh, now, hold on, whoa, hold on, hold on, everybody. Now, yes, that is a that is a large bite to swallow. Okay, large. But, <laughs> I, I seem to remember. To chew on that I seem to remember critics comparing the Wonder Woman TV pilot from like five years ago. They compared it to the Dark Knight unfavorably. Ah, well, yeah. Insofar in, in as Wonder Woman was like torturing people who were confined to hospital beds, because that's something the Dark Knight would do. Tell so me what? the truth. I Tell mean, me the truth. I mean, the Ben Affleck Batman might do that. Mm. No, but, I mean, right, but right. it's not your heart. Uh, All right. So, what's your uh, Avi? Avi, Avi, what would you like to say? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I would want I'd that. Give that man a trophy. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's my thing, and I wanted to mention this because I was talking about so, uh, not um, maybe with you, Brian. Um, the other day, I saw the third trailer for Spider-Man: Homecoming. Why would you do that? With Donald Glover in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They kind of. Yeah. They kind they of. They should not have ruined that. Well, though. here's yeah. the thing. But here's the here's the thing. Here's the thing. What what we've what we know about Spider-Man: Homecoming is that. This is the only Spider-Man film within the MCU that has been announced thus far. To me, and this again, this is pure speculation on my part. I want to get that out of the way Full up disclosure. front. Full disclosure. I'm thinking they're going to introduce Donald Glover's character as Miles Morales because Columbia and Sony own the rights to Peter Parker's Spider-Man. So they could technically introduce Ultimate Universe Spider-Man within the MCU... Because Donald Glover's character would be introduced to Peter Parker. Again, all hearsay. There's, there's no proof. There's no proof of it. But everybody's been screaming that Donald Glover should be playing Miles Morales. Yeah. I don't. Reason. I do not know if Sony owns the rights to the Ultimate Universe character. I was about to say, like, isn't he a part of I, a different universe? I, yeah. I, I, I'm pretty sure they do uh, by virtue of Nick Fury uh, looking right? like Samuel L. Jackson. That is hey, true. You want, you want That's a very good but I, th- well, and maybe I'm wrong on this, but that's Nick Fury Jr., correct? That is uh, in the comics, I supposedly. guess, kind of. But yeah. but in the MCU, no, he's not Nick Fury. Jr. No, 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 I know, I know, I know. In in the in the MCU, it's Nick Fury, but in the comic books, it's Nick Fury Jr. Yeah. So you could say that they're just taking a liberty with the, you know. Yeah. But again, it's so, again, I'm going out on a limb here, and I'm saying that Miles Morales might take over as Ultimate Spider-Man. That way, MCU can continue making Spider-Man films. I'll hold you to your word. Then. Now, what other elements would you want in that Spider-Verse? Movie? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, would you, well, I'm sorry. Would you, would so? Would you like like for instance, Ultimate Spider-Man, Noir Spider-Man? I mean. I mean, would you like all the Spider-Men to appear? Silk, or Spider-Gwen? Yeah. Awesome. I mean, I, I'm, I'm quite a fan Spider-Gwen. of Spider-Gwen, but, the, but the, the, the problem with introducing Spider-Gwen in a Spider-Verse movie is you kind of have to kill off 616 Stacy real fast in order to make her appearance actually matter in the way that it's intended to. That's Honestly, true. I'd love to see Emma Watson you know, come back as Spider-Man. Maybe. And also... He means Emma Stone. Just Sorry. ignore him. Sorry. <laughs> I have had no sleep. Um, no. Thank you for the credit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, who knows? Maybe bring back Tobey Maguire. Maybe bring back Andrew Garfield. I mean, again, that That'd does... Be a beautiful that, that does open that. And I actually uh, once had a thought, like, if they brought back Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire... Exactly. And with Tom Holland just for one movie. I mean, I, I would... I would I would pay... I mean, you know what, though? Shut up and take my money! You know yeah, what, though? So. What if Marvel Studios pitches that as a one-shot, the Spidey game? He's <laughs> like, so what are we doing today, guys? Doc Ock is ruining the city. Okay, uh, let's go. I take the lead. Oh, uh, just like a buddy cop movie. They're like, they're, they're like arguing like who's taking the lead, and they all like ogle at uh, Mary Jane. It's like, that's my Mary Jane. Oh, God. The, Don't even get me started on Mary Jane Watson in those movies. She's the true villain of the, those Spider-Man films. She is. Anyway, that's going off topic. I'm sorry. What's your name? I'm Jackie. Jackie. So, Hi. Jackie, what would you want to see? Marvel, so, DC, doesn't matter. I'm going to come clean. I'm not super into comics. I'm just a very casual fan. Hey, There's nothing wrong with that. Um, so I don't know specifics, but i really like more female main characters, maybe? More female heroes. Absolutely. Any in particular? 
I mean, I'm thinking, like, I, I mean, I personally would love to see the Black Widow film. Yeah, that, I don't know why it hasn't happened, that's the yeah. thing, because she's very popular in the movies, isn't she? Yeah, they actually did a poll, oh god, it was like two or three years ago. They actually did a, they did a poll. It was only a sample size of about 900,000 people. Yeah, yeah it's like, uh, uh, who was the most hated Avenger? And it Black was Widow. Black Widow. Be, because she's snarky. How dare she talk to the media? I mean, honestly, I, yeah, honestly. Also, you have to remember, this is the internet. Oh. Also true, so <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a hate-filled remember cesspool. Remember Ghostbusters 2016? <laughs> oh, God. Basically. Yeah, basically, yeah, the arguments that, against that. But, but that was a bad movie. I mean, again... <laughs> but I would say I would love to see a Black Widow film personally because it leaves I mean like her her little like cameo I mean not her cameos her her like, glimpses into her past in Age of Ultron left me asking questions like I want to know more about the Red Room I want to know more about this exactly. why am I not getting this may give I, me this may I counter that with a question then why not just incorporate that into one of the uh, one of the other guys' movies? See, the thing about Black Widow is that she's a great character, don't get me wrong, but she falls into a very special category that I think Marvel did very beautifully, the great side character, the great support. Mm-hmm. Captain America, out of all of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, has the best support team. Like, you want to go to war, mm-hmm. Captain America has the best team. He has Falcon, he has Black Widow, he has, you know... Um, the Scarlet Witch solid support team it's like Patriots level support team Mm -hmm. and I think she works well as a support when you put her in the center of it all you would have to craft a very long story and drag it out like that I mean I you know what I could see it as a Netflix series yeah I could see that more but my thing is in response to that my thing is, is that Natasha Romanoff is, I feel, could be a main-level MCU character and could easily carry her own film. It's just the problem is, is that I don't think Marvel, or Disney by that matter, is ready to let them run with that yet. You know what I mean? I feel like maybe one more movie where she plays a secondary character, maybe some of that past is more is more fleshed out, mm-hmm. and then maybe we might finally get that movie. I mean, otherwise, I mean, you've got Black Widow, you've got maybe a Scarlet Witch movie, maybe. Maybe. Um, I mean, be interesting to see that happen. I'll just wait for Wonder Woman to be. Oh God, no! Seriously, I want I want Wonder Woman. I want everyone to love yeah. it. I, I want it. I want that. I want that. You have no idea. There's two movies I want that are not either DC or Marvel, but um, apparently one's in production, but we might not be getting one. Um, I want to see a Lumberjanes movie, and I want to see a Rat Queens movie. Rat Queens? Rat Queens would be amazing. That's on it's, uh, Image, right? Yes, it. Image does that. Uh, image titles. Know, it's about these four, you know, basically these four assassins who work in a guild that you know go on adventures and uh, I mean they're just really irreverent and funny and they're just really awesome characters they're really fleshed out or how, check it. how about Why the Last Man make that a movie trilogy maybe or a well uh, uh, Why the Last Man would have no shortage of female characters now wouldn't it it would be fantastic <laughs> the story is compelling too I mean it's basically children of men but mm-hmm. with a guy okay it's men of men <laughs> men of men oh jeez okay. okay also maybe. Squirrel Girl right Squirrel Girl what Yes, she's she's been confirmed to appear in New Warriors, which is a which is on Freeform, the former ABC family, and it, and it is an, Cloak and Dagger, Dagger right? right. And, and New Warriors is going to be an out and out comedy. It's going to be like the real world, but with uh, no. with, with superheroes supposedly. Sure. Which look look, I know that doesn't sound great, but the New Warriors reality check comic series was one of my favorite interpretations of the team, and so of course they they all burned to death to kick off Civil War. Yeah. So that's another reason I don't like Civil War. But we are we're getting really pressed for time. Right. Uh, you, What's sir? your name? Rob. 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 All right. What would you want to see? Yes. I mean, it could happen. A prequel to like how Rocket and Groot got to where they were at the beginning. Mm-hmm. A solo Rocket and Groot movie? Yeah. I would totally pay money to see I that. I think it has the fan base now that like it would work. People would see it. Like how they got to like the third act. How they got to be where they were at the beginning of uh, yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy. Like that mm-hmm. scene. Um, like, no, I don't totally see that. Saying, yeah. I, yeah, I feel like that, that script would be 
really easy to rate. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, buddy, I'm innocent too. <laughs> I, I, I read a recent comic book from Scotty Young's run, Rocket Raccoon, in which Groot is like telling a, a, a ghost story or something to a bunch of intergalactic Boy Scouts. So there's this rambling uh, a story in which everyone is just saying, I am Groot to each other. <laughs> it's it's one joke, but it's one joke that easily lasts twenty pages. And, but here's the thing: I mean, and the thing is, I would love to see that. And you can even work in a way to like basically knock it. Like for instance, Rocket Peak could be wearing a Universal Translator, and he knows everything. You put in subtitles so that the audience understands what Groot is saying the entire time, mm-hmm. but then have it malfunction at the end. And so now, but he's heard it so many times, he knows the mannerisms down pat. Actually, you know what? Because, there you go. There's your answer. Because film is such a visual medium, I mean, what you could do is. You you could literally have the narration be, I am Groot, but like you could just tell the story visually, like with the medium, like, you know, like just have also all these true. different beats happen. I mean, also that, true. That would be amazing. All right. I think we got time for one. No. All right. That's fair enough. Well, I want to thank everybody for coming in and listening to our panel. I mean, I really appreciate it. If you're interested in hearing more stuff from us, we have a panel tonight, our main show, Boldly Going Nowhere. We're doing how to introduce the X-Men into the MCU. If you're interested in seeing that, it is... Oh, God, I don't remember the room number. Tonight, 6.15 p.m. It's in the program somewhere. Uh, But if you're interested in seeing that, we have... I'll give you a little taste. It's a Netflix series. We have season one completely fleshed out. If you're interested in seeing that, let us know. Huh? Okay, so down there. So not here, but down there. But if you're interested in seeing that, 6.15 to 7.15 tonight... And at 10.30 tomorrow in uh, 301, which is just, just, down, just, the down, the, just down the hole from here. At 10.30 tomorrow, um, I am... Uh, uh, um, um, and it's, it's an exclusive debut of the next episode of my video review series known as Geek Critique. And I'll be talking about the one episode of Firefly I dislike. It's Jane Town. Uh, no, 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 it's not that one. The hero <laughs> Captain. Well, I think he's, he's going to leave it a secret so you come. But... but but it's, if, out, it's out of gas. Mm-hmm. No, I actually really like out of gas. It's the best episode. He's just going to keep guessing until he gets it. It's the last episode. Yeah, the one that did make sense. All right, well, thank you all again thank for coming. So I appreciate yes. it. You, uh, thank you so much. If, if you have any other questions for us, we'll be walking down here. Boldly Going Nowhere is a Castwave Studios production. For other shows and more, visit castwavestudios.com. Wow, that sounded great.